everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 241 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the phrase, have to. I think as runners, a lot of times we think that we have to do something. We have to go for a run. We have to follow this training plan exactly. We have to do our strength training exercises. When in reality, you don't have to do any of it. It's all simply a choice. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're so excited to be with you again this week. And we just wanted to say a special thank you at the beginning of this episode. If you are one of our regular podcast listeners, if you tune in every week, thank you for spending this time for us. Thank you for um, choosing this podcast to listen to and learn from. And thank you especially to those of you that have ever shared this podcast with a friend because we absolutely love our podcast listeners, we love growing our audience and trying to help more runners to feel more fulfilled in their running, to find more joy and to train in a way that is right for them. And so the more we can spread this message, the more runners we can help, the better we think this running world will be. And we, we want to play a little part of that. We think this world will be because the more people yeah. you convert to runners and satisfied runners, then the happier people are. Right, exactly. So if you haven't shared an episode yet, pick one that maybe you liked. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's our last one, you know, and share with a friend. You know, if, you, if something resonates with you, then maybe you'll find that one of your friends might find it helpful too. Maybe they are a runner or they're thinking about becoming a runner or maybe it's just a good life lesson and you think that they could apply it. Um, but if you share it, please tag us and on Instagram because we would love to also come find you and say thank you and express our gratitude to you there as well. Um, and if you have ever have any questions about the podcast also, please reach out on Instagram. Send me a DM at Real Life Runners on Instagram. I love conversations with runners over there. I love learning about you and your journey and your training and helping to answer any po- questions that um, you know I could possibly help with. So come connect with me over there. But let's jump in because I love today's topic. And you're very excited about today's topic. I love topic. this topic. This is one of like my favorite things to coach people on. Um, you know, inside our membership program, we coach our runners on this all of the time because so much of what we do as runners is all about our mindset, right? Everything that we do is driven by our thoughts about things. And so today we want to tackle the idea of have to. Like when we think we have to do something, there is this underlying sense of duty, right? And obligation. And we really want to break that down today because there is no such thing as have to. And we hope that you will also agree with us by the end of this episode because when you think that you have to do something and there's this obligation and this pressure to do it, it takes away a lot of the joy. And what we want you to understand with this episode is that every single thing in your life is a choice. And when you start to make these choices consciously, you will just feel like so much more powerful and in control of your running and really the rest of your life. And that's really what we want to help communicate today. Yeah, I think you've got a nice job sort of teeing this thing up. Just to start it off, let's look at the whole idea of that runners tend to feel a bit of a pressure to be successful. Often because runners are kind of driven people, mm-hmm. it's kind of what 
the the mind frame around running is like a lot of runners are driven towards success the idea that more is going to be a good thing and so there's this sort of built-in pressure sometimes that you have to keep doing more things that you have to be successful that you have to sign up for the next race if you've done a 5k then you have to do a 10k did a 10k well you have to do a marathon did a marathon well have to do it faster like there's this like weird sense that things have to always keep getting better which is all really just put on it by ourselves right and i think that you know some runners can definitely fall into that trap of like what's next what's next what's next right but i think it's important to just take a step back because you know not all runners i think will do that like some people kind of find their distance and they're like yep i'm i'm good we're at 5k's you know or 10k's whatever it might be and then there is this other idea where they do feel the the desire to like keep doing more right mm-hmm. there is that desire to do more more or faster more or faster yeah and i think that it's important to just kind of take a step back when we are feeling this pressure to be successful or to keep pushing ourselves and just ask ourselves like who are we trying to impress number one like is it are you doing this for you are you doing this for your running friends that you want to kind of show off your new shiny PR to? Like so that when you're in those conversations, you can kind of drop some numbers that you haven't dropped oh, before. The subtle PR drop. Those right. are always fun. Always fun. You know, some of the people like, you know, even on our um, inside of our training academy, their goal is to, you know, not be the slowest runner in their running group. You know, they want to be able to keep up with the other runners in the group. That's a fantastic goal, right? So, and and I don't think that they're necessarily trying to impress those friends, right? But they just want that. It's that sense of wanting to be included. It's that sense of being a part of the group. So I think taking that step back and just asking, you know, why is this important to me? For me to get faster, for me to be able to run longer, whatever that next goal is for you, who are you doing that for? Why are you actually doing that thing? And then also, what does success actually look like? And and who actually gets to define that? Which is huge. And we've looked at that from a couple different things. Like, does that mean running more? Does that mean running a longer race? Mm-hmm. Does that mean running a faster race? Does that mean consistency? Like, does does success in your head mean, well, I used to be able to go out and run twice a week and now I'm running three times a week or now I'm running four times a week. Now I'm, I've increased my mileage per week or I'm just consistent or I used to always just say, well, it's an off day if it rained outside and now I go out and I still continue to run. There's a lot of ways you could define success, but the key thing is that you get to define success. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do that sitting here over on the other side of the uh, the podcast mic. Like that's, it's not our job. You get to define your own success. Yeah. And I mean, we tell our clients that all the time as well, you know, like they, a lot of people sign on to the coaching relationship and they're like, well, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, I, it doesn't matter what I think you should do. Sub two in the, in the marathon. Right. Like, what do you want to do? You know, like, that's what I love asking people is like, what do you actually want to do? Like, what makes you feel more excited? And, you know, I have these calls with people all the time, especially when they, they come in with like a goal, right? Say they come in, they want to uh, run a half marathon. This is a great goal because this is kind of like a natural, like, crossroads you like they come in they're like I want to run my first half marathon I'm like fantastic and then they finish that and I have a call with them and I'm like okay so what what would you like to do next we're like well I guess I have to run a full now right and I'm like no 
I'm like, you can if you, you want to. Again, don't have to do anything. Right. Like, <laughs> or like, well, or I guess I have to get faster now. And I'm like, nope, you don't have to do that either. Like, what do you want to do? Like, there are all of these choices. Which one sounds more exciting for you right now with where you are in your life, with where you are in your training, with what you've just done, what you've just accomplished? Does it sound more exciting for you to start running further and trying to tackle new distances or to try to improve your time here at this distance or even a shorter distance? Maybe you want to take a step back. Maybe you just ran a a half marathon, but maybe you want to take a step back and say, I wonder what I could do in a 10K. I wonder what I could do in a 5K, right? Like maybe I want to tackle a little speed work for a little bit here. So it's important to understand that we get to be the person that chooses very consciously what we want to do next. We don't have to follow what our running friends are doing. We don't have to do, like if you are working with another coach, you don't have to do what your coach thinks is best for you. You need to do what you think is best for you. And then what that does, like once we kind of step into that place, it's still still a little uncomfortable, right? Because we're choosing and we if you guys are anything like me a lot of times you second guess yourself right you are like well I want to I kind of want both of these things and you know we have people come in all the time with that right everybody always wants both things I want to run longer and I want to run faster and it's like well that's fantastic and you can probably do both at the same time but it's important for us to focus on one so that we know what the main goal is of this training cycle or of this year or whatever it might be right longer faster and I would like and also I just had surgery and I would like to be completely pain-free. Right. Longer, faster, and pain-free simultaneously go. All possible, right? (laughs) Which one's the number one goal, right? Like we still have to prioritize, right? And so, but when we, we decide those things, we still have that discomfort, right? There's that discomfort associated with making a choice and, um, telling ourselves that it's the right choice and not second guessing our decision. And then obviously the discomfort of doing the next thing of trying to get faster or trying to run longer, especially if it's something that we haven't done before. There is that discomfort, but there's less of this pressure on us, this external pressure, because we know that we are the ones that get to define what the next goal is. We are the ones that get to define what success looks like. Right. It it both makes it uh, an easier path to follow and uh, more difficult. 100%. Once you've chosen that path, like you can only choose the one. So once you're like, I'd like to get faster at this thing, you start focusing on speed and you start heading down the I'm going to get faster path. You you keep getting farther away, like the it's they're like diverging paths, like a like a V opening up, and the path towards I'd like to run further, and the path towards I'd like to run faster. They kind of keep getting a little bit further and further spread out. And at first, you can kind of like still see the other path. You're like, maybe I could jump over onto that one. That one seems nicer than the speed workout I just did, because man, my legs are really sore. But eventually, you you have to just be on one path. And once you do, then you can be fully present to that one path and be all in on it. And you then get to define what success along that path looks like. And then the steps you take are pretty logical steps. It's like, well, I'd like to get faster. So I should really make sure that I've I've built up some quality strength, that I can work on some higher end speed. Like there's some very clear steps that you would take along the way if, you know, dropping a PR and whatever the current distance is, if that's the goal, the steps become clear. They almost become automatic. It's sort of like, well, this is the path. So these are the steps that I choose to follow along that path. I don't think they become automatic. Okay. 
I think it just provides clarity, essentially, right? It's it's not that these things just become automatic. Maybe to you they seem like they do because you've been training for so long, but to a lot of people they're still not exactly sure um, exactly what steps to take, but that's where it kind of becomes exciting because you can start to create the process. But it's important to choose that path first, like you say, right? Because I think that once you choose that path, then you can start to gain clarity. You're like, okay, I want to run a 5K faster. Like if we're going to go with this example, okay, well, that means I need to do some speed work. You know, I need to have this kind of mileage base. I need to do this speed work and not that you know, people just automatically know that they just, they, they can do the research, right? They can figure this out. They can figure this out. They can create the process. And if they don't want to figure it out themselves, they can hire a coach that can help them to get there. So like if you're in front of, I don't know, a giant forest and you're like, okay, I'd like to get through the forest. I Mm -hmm. want to get to the other side of the forest. Or I'd like to go through essentially that giant, I don't know, marshland over on the other side. Which path do you want to take? Do you want to go through the forest? Do you want to go through the marsh? So your first choice is which path do I want to take? Once you get there, it's not like, okay, well, obviously through the forest, I just follow this nice little trail. You then have several trails laid out in front of you. Okay. So you then have to gain a little bit of clarity, but you can't see the trails if you're still off in the distance like, ooh, do I go through the marsh or do I go through the forest? Mm-hmm. Once you get a little closer, you kind of pick which direction you're going to go. It starts getting you closer to that object it's closer to the task at hand that you're like oh now i can see the individual paths to choose now i'm going to choose this route i think that this route is the best choice Mm -hmm. and sure it's not necessarily the the clearest it's automatic might not have been the best choice there but it provides a little bit of more clarity because you're closer to the situation the more you are very clear on what what the goal is, what success means to you, the closer you get to, in in this metaphor here, the closer you get to the forest and you can see the different path options through the forest. Like, do you want to take the the trail to the left or the right? Like, would two, two roads diverge in a yellow wood? Did mm-hmm. I go a little Robert Frost there? You did. Thank you. All right, so I think that it's not automatic, but then once you start down one of those paths mm-hmm. through the, the forest, I'm going to run a faster 5K forest... <laughs> you you're on the path it makes more sense to just stay on the path well and i think this is where a lot of us start to mess up okay right because like it does make more sense to stay on the path like i think that once you define success you define what your goal is you have that that lighthouse you know there's not really lighthouses in the forest so i, I think we're merging a couple metaphors uh, there may here. be a castle in the distance <laughs> oh, I a don't castle know. sure okay let's do a castle so the castle is the goal right and there's multiple paths that you can take to get to the castle so you define what success is and then you get to create that process you get to choose which path to take. And I think that this is where some of us can get this wrong. And I know that I have been guilty of this in the past as well. Me too. Yeah. Of like, well, like you said, I I like this path, but like that path looks good too. And I'm not really sure. And then you like start down the path and it starts to get like a little rocky Uh and you start to hit those, you know, going back to actually running, like you hit those speed workouts that are like not fun and are pretty hard or those, you know, runs that you don't really like that much or the speed workout that just doesn't go well and you're like ooh, maybe this was not the path that i should be taking because that last workout went really poorly Mm -hmm. or heaven forbid 
two workouts in a row no. don't go well for you, I know, I know. then you'd really start second guessing or, you know. Maybe I took the wrong path. Maybe I should go back yep. and take the other path. Or to, to dive into the forest metaphor again, you look through the trees and you see your friend on the path next to you mm-hmm. and they seem to be progressing a whole heck of a lot faster. Yeah, right. And so like this is the thing and I think that's where we can get start to get into trouble if we don't commit because when we don't commit to that path or that goal or that definition of success then that's where we can kind of get lost along the way and this is where a lot of runners kind of find themselves in the dreaded plateau because they're trying to do multiple things at the same time instead of just taking one thing at a time and saying okay this is what I'm going to focus on this is how I want to define success for this training cycle you know that's why we love working in 90-day training cycles with our runners because then they can have different goals throughout the year. And like, okay, what is the goal for this 90 days? What is the goal for the, the next 90 days? You know, maybe they have a marathon that they want to train for, but it's nine months away. Okay, how can we stack training cycles on top of each other so that we can get you there as successful as possible. So that's a fantastic tip that we can give to you guys. If you are training yourself and you're um, coming up with your own training plan, work in 90-day segments and have a specific goal for each one of those things. And it doesn't always have to be a race and it doesn't always have to be increasing your distance or increasing your speed. Like there are times where we put people on strength building phases or on maintenance phases or on base building phases. Like there are different ways that you can structure your training. But when you have that clear goal, it's important because it will direct you in the you know way you want to go. Okay, so here's, I kind of thought you were going this direction, so I'm going to bring it up. I think that we probably have some listeners who fall into this boat who may simultaneously have a training plan that they fully believe is going to be successful, and yet they still struggle to follow everything on the plan. Like sometimes they're just like, yeah, except I I sort of fell off the path for a little bit. I got a little sidetracked. And this is where I have to do things can take on a really negative mindset mm. of feeling like the plan is a whole list of checkboxes. You know, that I have to do this, then I have to do this, and I have to do this. And if I don't do all the things, then I won't ever possibly get to the result. And if you miss one early on, you just feel as though you're never actually going to get to the thing because you've put too much have to onto the running plan. Well, I mean, this is the danger of have to, right? It's like when you put have to, like I have to do this or I have to do that, and it's subtle, right this is this is like a very subtle thing and we don't even realize when we're doing it right like I have to make dinner like taking it just back to real life right Mm -hmm. what I have to make dinner tonight I have to do the dishes I have to get my kids ready for school I have to do these you don't have to do anything and this is one of the crazy things is like when you actually realize this and I've actually you know been doing this work for a little while now and had this realization a, a long time ago of I don't have to do anything in my life. I don't have to get out of bed. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to take any of the steps. You can take, you can stay right where you are right now in your running, right? Like whatever that looks like for you. If you're at a certain distance, you can just stay there. You don't have to get better. You don't have to progress. You don't have to improve. No one's saying that you have to, right? Like if you like going out and running the same loop at the same pace on the same day every single week, you can totally be 
a runner and be happy doing that for the rest of your life, right? 100%. Until it doesn't really work for you anymore for whatever reason. Maybe your knees start to hurt. Maybe, you know, things are starting to kind of get a little achy. Um, Or maybe you're just bored. Maybe you're like, oh, I wonder if I could do more I could get faster maybe you meet a new running friend or decide to join a running group and then other people in the group are doing things and you're like oh I've never thought about that before and you start thinking about things a little bit differently but the reality of the situation is you don't have to do any of it you get to choose right and that's where I was so careful on writing the outline for this because have to is sneaks in it sneaks in so easily where i'm typing things along i'm like no no no, i didn't mean to say have to on that sentence Mm -hmm. like you really don't have to if you're running the same thing throughout the week some people have like a a, like a regular routine they've got what they do on tuesdays they got what they do on thursdays they got a long run over the weekend it's not even the same thing every day but it's the same thing week upon week yeah and it's their system that works for them but like you just pointed out maybe you make a new running friend and they're training for a particular race. You don't have to train for that race, but if it seems interesting and you want to train for the race, mm-hmm. here's here's where want to and have to kind of merge. If you want to train for the race, you're probably going to have to change your running routine. I mean, depends on what your running routine is. It depends on what you consider successfully training for the race also. And there you go, right? And so it's not that you have to do anything. Like you could run a half marathon and not train for it. There are plenty of people that do that. This is true. I highly suggest against it, right? Because if you want to feel good running a half marathon or a marathon, you should train for it. But you don't have to. You could sign up for a race with zero training and go out and try your best to run that half marathon. And a lot of people do. Yes, and a lot of people can be successful for this because they're like freakish athletes or because their regular running routine, turns out, put them into remarkably good shape for running a half marathon. Like there are people that we know that just casually on a regular basis go out and are running Mm -hmm. seven to eight miles plus some double digits over the weekend. They're not training for anything, but they Mm -hmm. could, if they wanted to, go run a half marathon next weekend. Right, so it depends on, on, you know, what kind of runner you want to be. But essentially, you know, if you choose that you want to move forward, if you decide that you want to improve in some way, then you just have to decide on what the right moves are for you. Because every single move that you make is something that you get to do. It's something that you have the privilege of doing. And this is where I I love to help people shift because it's a very, very simple and subtle shift, but it's that shift from I have to, to I get to, Mm -hmm. or I choose to. I like get to, I like choose to, depending on the person, depending on the situation. I use both in my life because I think it's like just that shift. It like say it to yourself right now, like in your head, you know, I have to go run today versus I get to go run today or I choose to go run today right? Even if I don't want to go run. Like this morning, I did not want to go for my run. Like I was- But you chose to. I chose to because I want to be a runner. And in my head, I've accepted the identity of runner, right? So I was tired. Like my legs were still sore and my girls, like I was walking them to school and I was like, ugh, I don't want to run today. And they're like, well, but you have to run mom. And I'm like, no, I don't. They're like, well, but do you want to run? I'm like, nope. And then like, well, then why are you going to? And I'm like, because I am choosing to, right? Like there are times that 
We don't want to. I definitely don't have to, but I'm choosing to do it because I want the results of that run. You know, I want to be in good shape. I want to be a runner. I want to be um, following my plan, all these other reasons, right? But essentially it all boils down to my identity as a fit person who follows a plan, who's who's consistent, who's committed, like even on the days that I don't feel like it. Um, and that's not saying that you should train through and ignore your body and not listen to yourself but there are those days that you're just not going to feel like it and you got to go out and do it anyway right because you didn't feel like it it's not like anything was particularly hurt there wasn't like a a physical reason to not go Mm -hmm. out and do it you just weren't in the mood today wasn't in the mood that has to do with motivation motivation doesn't doesn't just casually rain down from above that'd be neat if it did yeah we could like catch it bottle it sell it like the easy button remember those old staples commercials yes yeah where you get to press the easy button you had like a a motivation button yeah there'd be a motivation button that'd be great like a gumball machine at the front door also (laughs) there'd be like the one that dispenses little goo packets or the goo packets could come with motivation added to them instead of caffeine or in addition to clearly in addition to caffeine (laughs) let's not kid ourselves we're all taking the one with the caffeine inside of them um but okay so once you've you've sort of got this running plan that you believe in you went even beyond the running plan towards your goal you went out for a run because it hit your super big picture of i'm a runner yeah sometimes i have to tap into that yeah and sometimes you do like on a on a smaller on like you know a, a macro cycle basis here, if you got a plan that you believe in, you really just follow the steps along the way. And if you're looking at that plan, you're like, oh man, every time Tuesday's whatever session, speed session, strength session, mobility session, like whatever it is, every time that part of the plan comes out, I just kind of don't really do it. I just skip that part. You have to decide why. Like something about that aspect of the plan provides like discomfort to you. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide is that discomfort worth the goal that you're on the plan for? Yeah. Because if you believe that this plan is set up for your success, why are you skipping steps? Mm -hmm. There's a reason. There's there's an obstacle there. There's a mental barrier that's preventing you from doing the thing. But if ultimately you want the big goal at the end of it, you got to follow the steps along the way. Yeah, and maybe there's a mental barrier there. Maybe there's a logistical barrier too, right? Like maybe you have a a job where you're working 12-hour days and your training plan that you downloaded on the internet said that you're supposed to be running five days a week, but you're running, you know, three... 12 or working three 12 hour days and you're like how the heck am I supposed to fit in all this running plus a rest day plus these other things right there's sometimes there's logistical problems and that's why it's so important to have that plan that you believe in that you believe is right for you right I think that's a really big issue that we see with these you know kind of stock training plans that you find online or in the back of a book or those kinds of things is that they're not customized to you your life and your goals and so when you have a plan that you know is right for you because you've helped to create it right like you've decided you've made that conscious choice okay I want to run three days a week I want to run four days a week I want to I want to right like I'm choosing to right and then your coach says oh yeah but you have to do strength training and you're like yeah but I don't want to do that and it's (laughs) like well this might be one of those things where you kind of have to but you don't actually have to again let's go back to that power of choice you don't have to do anything You don't have to do strength training, right? Like we talk about strength training here on the podcast all the time. In my mind, strength training is mandatory for runners. But you don't have to do it. However, 
you will be responsible for the consequences that follow. So if you choose not to do strength training, that might mean that you have knee pain when you hit mile six, right? Or that might mean that you're not able to complete your half marathon training pain-free, right? So these are the things like we can give you, you know, like as coaches or as like, I, I like to think that I'm hoping that you guys kind of think of us as your coaches, even if you're not part of our team, like that you're listening to this podcast and getting some, some coaching tips. But like, I like to tell people, you know, it's my job as your coach to give you the information, right? This is best practice. This is what works for most people. And then we kind of see, is this working for you? And if it's not working for you, how do we tweak it, right? How can we adjust this? And if you don't think that this part is important, okay, then you don't have to do it. But then you're gonna, we're going to see how that works out for you. Right, and there may not be... Uh, the best consequences for it. The and, consequences and, and, are just the outcomes. And it might be okay, yep. right? Like there are some runners that could skip certain things on the plan, like foam rolling, right? There are some runners that love foam rolling and they swear by it and they think that it helps keep them injury free. Fantastic. There are other runners that hate foam rolling and are never going to do it. And it's like, and they might be totally okay because foam rolling is not necessary. I will just straight up say that, right? It is helpful. It is a helpful tool for a lot of people, but for some people, it doesn't really make much of a difference. Yeah, I kind of foam roll as needed personally. Right. And there are some people that are religiously foam rolling, right? They will foam roll every single day or they will foam roll, you know, after every single run. And there are other people that will foam roll like if they kind of feel a little tight and it kind of helps them feel a little bit looser, right? And there are some people that never foam roll at all and are totally okay. Yeah, we probably don't have listeners that are questioning what foam rolling is, but, you know, there are probably some some listeners that have never foam rolled. There are probably listeners that don't have, how many do we have in the house? Do we have three foam rollers in the house? I think just two. Uh, I think there might be one in the back of my car. Okay. Okay, so, well, so two and a half I, I never know what's in the back of your car. No one knows what's in the back of my car. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, but you pointed out that strength training, it's just, it, that's like a given to you. That For me, yep. Strength training is just, it's already, it's built into the plan. To me, like it's part of your mind is, mm-hmm. is what you said. To me, it's it's built into my niece. <laughs> <laughs> Like it is built into the plan because otherwise the knees will automatically reject the plan. And there are some runners out there that don't strength train and that run half marathons and marathons, right? This is true. And I I believe that it's going to catch up to them at some point in time, most likely. And there's probably, there's I'm sure there's going to be people out there that completely prove me wrong, that say they've never done any strength training in their entire life and they've been able to run 27 marathons and they've been totally fine, right? I don't know, they probably could run faster run for they probably could have done more they could have benefited from strength they training. probably could have benefited right. from strength training right but essentially you know you don't have to do anything but you then you just have to you have the consequences positive or negative right consequences aren't always negative but you just get to deal with whatever the out the results of that choice are and that's really what um we want you to help on or what we want to help you understand is that like you can choose to maintain your existence just right now as you are your running life your regular life as you are or you can choose to change it 
And everything that you do in your life is a choice. Yeah, it's all based off of ultimately what do you want to do. Not what do you have to do, not what do you feel like you have to do to impress somebody that's not you because you get to make the call on what impressing, like who you're trying to impress, what success actually means to kind of go back to where we started with this. That's all, all on you. And then you get to choose the steps that you would like to take to reach the goal. Yeah. Okay. And those steps are not necessarily guaranteed to get there. You do the best that you can. You say, all right, these are the steps that I think are going to lead to the goal. Maybe you're working with a coach. Maybe you're working with us. These are the steps that together you and your coach have decided this is probably the best plan of action to get there. And then you take those steps because you want that goal. And so you just logically take the steps along the way. Right. And maybe your choice is, I don't want to work with the coach. I want to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get the results that you get from that. Maybe then once you get those results, you think, oh, okay. Like I just was having a conversation with someone today. Like she followed a training plan for her marathon in you know from one of the magazines like that she found online and she got the results and she did not feel good you know crossing that line and like basically struggled the last 10 miles of the marathon and she's like yeah and so I want to see now what working with a coach is like right it's like perfect and this is like the logical progression in life like you try something one way you get the results and then you're like okay now what do I want to try next right do I want to do it the same way and just kind of add in some things and continue to try to figure this out on my own do I want to hire a coach do I want to you know do something else like join a running club or there's lots of different options out there and I think that this is a really important thing for us to know as well is that like there is no such thing as have to. You don't have to hire a coach to be a successful runner. We obviously are coaches and I believe in the power of coaching. I have my own coaches for various different areas in my life, right? Because I believe in the power of coaching, but there's a lot of people that don't and that's totally okay, but you get to choose, right? So if you're ever telling yourself, I have to do something, just know that there is always another choice that like I want to do this or I choose to do something else yeah if I have to do this if you had the full sentence there's a want to on the back end of it so for example because I thought these were fun to come up with um, I have to strength train because I want to run Mm pain-free is a statement that I tell myself through most strength training sessions but I I don't you know and I, I played this out I started with this one of oh well I have to do strength training because I would like to run pain free I don't have to strength train right I could totally just like shoot all sorts of like, you know, anti-inflammatories directly into my knee. Yep. Or I'm sure that you've got other therapies that I could throw at me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that you would follow, but that you you would have knowledge of different have... chemicals I could shoot into me. Or you could run less miles. <sighs> yeah. Okay, but we've already accepted that I'm running more miles. <laughs> we haven't, but that was that's also a choice, right? Yeah, but we're past that. The, I mean, that's the want to part. We're right. on the have to. The other ways of running pain free. Sure, I could run less miles. Mm-hmm. I could, I could do a run walk program. Yeah. Then it really doesn't bother anything if I take regular walking breaks for me. Mm-hmm. But. What I put on it is, oh, well, I have to strength train. No, I don't. I want to strength train because that's the path that I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to get to the want to that I want. It's really not that I have to strength train. I could just wake up every morning, take a fistful of anti-inflammatories, and off I go on my run. Yeah, I, I mean, I have this conversation with patients all the time, too, right? It's like, 
I don't want to, like, I have to do my exercises. And I'm like, no, you don't. You could live with the pain if you wanted to. Sure. You could have surgery if you wanted to. You could get cortisone injections if you wanted cortisone, to. Cortisone, that's what I was trying to come up with. <laughs> yeah. There are lots of different ways to deal with pain. And there, are, I have patients that don't, will not be, they choose not to be, um, consistent with their exercises and they would much rather just go to the doctor every three to six months and get their cortisone injection and be on their way yes yes that is also a way to kind of alleviate the pain right it's 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 how you're choosing to manage these things right it's the same thing like you know if i have to go to work no you don't like well of course i do like and this is the thing that i think I have to go to work is a good one. This is one of the ones that kind of start to blow people's minds. And I knew it kind of like exploded my mind the first time I really thought about it. And it's like, no, I don't. I don't have to go to work. I'm choosing to go to work because I want a paycheck because I want to live a certain lifestyle, right? I want to own a house and I want to be able to drive a car and I want to be able to put food on the table for my family. So I need to go to work or I have to go to work so that I can make money so that I can live the lifestyle that I want to live. Right. So that have to go to work is really all wrapped up in a want to. It's all wrapped up in the want of your current living existence. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to go to that job. You could totally get fired from that job and go find a different job. Yep. There are other ways that you could provide monetarily for the lifestyle if that's the the end want to mm-hmm. you know or you could prioritize i really don't want to go to that job and then it has to change the other want it has to change the i want to live in this house well okay if you really don't want to go to that job then you really don't want to continue living in that house Not or driving that car well you could find another job right that that i think that sometimes we think that that job is the only path to having the other things that we want like Very the true. other things that it leads to but in reality you could find another job right like you might not think that that's going to be an easy task you might think you might have all these mental obstacles in your way of like well I can't do that like where I am in my current pay scale you know and all the vacation days that I've accrued and all these things like nobody else is going to be able to offer me that and that may or may not be true right like who's to say until you actually go out and look you never know right but there are other ways that you can make money outside of that one job yes there are other there are other jobs there are other people you know who don't have your job and they also maybe living similar lifestyles. Right. So there are certainly other ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another one that I went with kind of a, on a more silly note, um, I have to brush my teeth. Again, no, you don't. Okay, but I want to have a nice smile and I want to have nice fresh breath. Okay, but you still don't have to brush your teeth. Like you could wait for them to fall out and then replace them with really beautiful crowns and you could just chew minty gum all day long. <laughs> I mean, that's a little extreme, but yeah. But you would still get to the end results. Your smile is going to be glowing and you're going to have minty breath. And yet you never brush your teeth. Right. And so, you know, this is where we want you to see there's always a choice, right? Even if you think that there's not a choice, there always is a choice. You don't have to run. You don't have to train. You don't have to run a race. You don't have to strength train. You don't have to do any of this stuff. It's all how you are choosing to live your life based on the person that you want to be. And so you don't have to, but if you'd want to, it'd be really nice if you shared this episode with a friend. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> yes. it'd be it'd be great if you wanted to create more fun-filled runners around who also can join in in the benefit of realizing that they don't have to go out for a run that mm-hmm. day. In fact, that they chose to go for a run that day. Right. So, just start to catch yourself. Like, if we can leave you kind of with one last tip for the episode, is just start to catch yourself when you notice you're saying I have to and just start to replace it with I choose to or I get to and just notice how that shifts your energy and notice how much more in control you feel of your running of your life of the choices that you are actually making in your life on a daily basis because you don't have to do any of it you get to choose and so take back that power of choice own it own your results own your path and uh Go find your castle through the forest. Castle through the forest. (laughs) Excellent. Way to go back to the metaphor. Exactly. All right, you guys. Um, As always, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Like Kevin said, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and share it to your story on Instagram and tag us so that we can um, be sure to say thank you as well. But you don't have to. Yes, you don't have to, but we hope that you choose to. (laughs) All right. So as always, this has been the Real Life Runners podcast episode number 241 now get out there and run your life hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out the real life runners training team it's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material we apply it and we take it to the next level we teach you how to train your mind body and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life we offer customized training plans live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.